0: this is Barry Fitzgerald, Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Now we're catching up with uh, one of the more active out there at the moment, Ballara Rocks. Uh, Only floated about 14 months ago, but it's got plenty on the go in uh, WA and uh, the recently added uh, Argentina project. It's... uh, in broad terms its focus is across uh, battery metals but uh, i think if we zero in on uh, probably base metals and uh, lithium we'll get a feel for where the company's going the code is brx trading last traded at 23 cents for a market cap of 12.5 million and as garen Pira always notes when we get these modest market caps it's obviously leverage to expiration success which it's having at one of the projects it brought to the market with its uh, float 14 months ago in uh, Ballara, New South Wales. And to bring us up to speed on what's happening there, and then we'll move on into uh, lithium in WA and the project in Argentina, we have Neil Warburton, Uh, well-known Neil, uh, chairman of the company, to bring us up to speed. So Neil, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks very much, Barry. It's, uh, It's good to be here.
0: Okay. I mentioned let's uh, start out. So you've got a lot on the go, so we'll break it down a bit. We'll, we'll go to Ballara, not far from uh, Dubbo there in New South Wales where you have the historic uh, mines, uh, well, called Ballara and Native B. And uh, I see you put out a resource and uh, you're getting a bit excited about the upside potential of this project.
1: Yeah, certainly, Barry. Um, if I wind the clock back to uh, 14 months, 15 months ago, when we first listed on the ASX in uh, 28th of January 2022, our main purpose uh, was to uh, raise money to go and explore at Ballara and come up with an inferred resource or a resource justifying the historical results that we knew were there. Uh, They weren't jork compliant, so we had to go in there and obviously double drill or twin drill some of the historical holes. Uh, And we were very, very happy with the results and we put that Uh, inferred resource out, jaw compliant, uh, in about August last year. Uh, We've raised additional money and we're currently exploring the extensions to that resource. Uh, So we're very, very happy that uh, our initial phase was very successful and hopefully we can extend uh, those resources.
0: Right. So that initial resource, 5 million tonnes at 3.41% zinc equivalent and, as you mentioned, phase two drilling underway. Can you just give our listeners a feel for what the potential scale of this project might be well we don't actually know that's a very good question
1: um, what we uh, w- what we do know is that uh, the historical magnetics uh, that we've used uh, all the geotechnical uh, work that's been done the IP uh, um, the satellite imagery etc uh, probably only goes down to around about 400 vertical meters so we were restricted by one the historical drilling which goes down to about 350 and the latest technology uh, they coincidentally all matched up which was great we drilled those areas but there are extensions based on uh, the ip down to about 300 meters to the south of a deposit called native b which is about one kilometer south of the ballara historical mine and uh, we're currently drilling that area out what we're trying to do is determine whether the current mineralization sits on top of the main ore body or are we at the bottom of the main ore body? And what's at depth? Um, no one knows. So we're currently uh, talking to various parties that have different IP, and, and these are all geophysical, um, geological firms that can actually see down about a kilometre. And, yeah. and we're trying to target up, obviously, areas down to a kilometre below and a long strike from the existing resources.
0: Right. So there's some thought that uh, Ballara and Native B link up and then there's the uh, prospective corridor heads off?
1: Well, BMS deposits usually are discrete, but they come in clusters. Uh, So, you know, depending on where you are in the world, uh, they can go down, you know, half a kilometre, 750 vertical metres. They can be up to 20 metres wide. They can uh, have a strike extent of half a kilometre. Um, so we have parts of that. What we don't know is whether it's been faulted off or there is other areas that we haven't identified by the existing exploration techniques that could be running parallel to the existing resources. So uh, that's our next step, is to, uh, to find uh, some of the extensions by drilling, fairly shallow drilling, uh, but more importantly, trying to determine what we've got here and then obviously target specific uh drilling into those targets
0: right so have you covered the uh the upside uh, in terms of ground position or have you been adding to ground position
1: uh we recently uh the ground position is good we've recently got our uh two other elas uh, which are adjacent to the ballara el uh uh, granted so we have a 600 square over 600 square kilometre. Contiguous tenement package now in that region. Uh, if you talk about other major discoveries in our region, Boda is only 12 kilometers away to the west of us. Significant alkane uh, discovery, of course, a big porphyry uh, uh, intrusive there, copper gold. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to determine, as I said earlier on, uh, whether this is a VMS deposit or are these veins that are we drilling these high sulfidation veins are they coming from something deeper Uh, and i'm not saying we have a porphyry but uh, something's got to be feeding these veins uh, because they're zinc rich in parts they're copper rich Uh, there is gold uh, associated with this sulfide mineralization so what we don't know is the origin of it
0: which you'll start to pin down with this phase two drilling program
1: Partly, uh, as I said, it's fairly shallow, but uh, we are, we are now looking at other technologies. As I said, geotechnical, uh, uh, geological technologies that can look down through the, uh, through the uh, uh, deposit uh, and determine whether there's extensions at depth or thickness extensions at depth. uh, And is there parallel, uh, I suppose, intrusions or other veins coming through these VMS veins do come in clusters? And is there other veins in the hanging wall or, fo- or football of our existing mineralisation?
0: Right, okay. So I it's exciting think, stuff, yeah. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Yeah. Okay, let's swing over to uh, WA, Buller Bulling, uh, to the uh, west of Coolgardie, uh, an area you know very well, of course. Um, you're working up a, a lithium project there. Um, first of all, Tell us about the uh, prospectivity for pegmatites and is it advanced enough to say that uh, spodumene-bearing metal? Yeah, sure,
1: sure. Um, As you said, I know the area reasonably well. Having lived in Kalgoorlie uh, for 28 years, uh, I almost became a local, Barry. If you stayed there, I stayed there another two years. 30 years, you become a local. Yeah, correct. That was back in those days. But, yeah, in the 1980s, 90s i was the ceo of Coolgardie uh, gold and uh, we mined the old bailey's mine there and uh, lindsay's pit and the greenfields mill along with uh, the three mile hill herald resources and we amalgamated those uh, uh, operations back in the mid-1990s step forward to 2022-23 these tenements are to the west of those uh, tenements in Coolgardie. um we were looking for gold in our prospectus uh, last year when we floated. We were talking about the prospectivity and the extensions of the bullet Bulling Gold Project, uh, which is owned by Norton Goldfields, uh, just to the south and, and adjacent to some of our tenements. Um, since then, of course, the world's changed a lot. Um, a lot of our neighbours were also looking for gold and sulphide nickel. Uh, there is a trend running through from the old and the P and mine, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the contact runs through our tenement package. Uh, and they started looking for, and along with other uh, companies, started looking for the LCT uh, pegmatites that uh, have uh, lithium and tantalum, um, uh, cesilia, uh, and those types of minerals. So we, we uh, started looking ourselves to say, well, Maybe there's multi uh, mineralization here, maybe there is gold, uh, we know there is, uh, but uh, there could also be some lithium. So we did a very quick uh, review back in January this year, uh, and we found outcropping pegmatites. Uh, some of those have been uh, sampled, rock chip sampled. Uh, we've also started a drone survey, and that drone survey is obviously looking for outcropping pegmatites. Uh, but... There's a lot of our tenement package which is soil covered. Uh, So we're also doing soil samples to see if we can find the trace elements of these pegmatites on our package. Uh, But all of our neighbours, surprisingly, are having quite good success up and down this belt, not only to the north of uh, Buller and Kulgadi, but also to the south heading towards Wichimuthur and Norseman. So um, the whole belt seems to have uh, pegmatites, uh, some of them, Mineral-rich, others aren't, of course, but that's the art of exploration. But we're pretty excited that uh, we could be uh, on top of or have uh, these uh, mineral-rich spodumene-rich pegmatites on our tenements.
0: Yeah, because that broader region, of course, is uh, home to Mount Holland, Mount Marion, Manor, Pioneer Dome, Bald Hill. Um, Bald Hill is to the south of us, yep. Yeah, so all up uh, according to... uh, the company's uh, recent presentation, uh, about 350 million tonnes of uh, lithium. So, Yeah,
1: yeah of uh, lithium-rich uh, pegmatites. correct? Correct. Uh, it is mineral-rich uh, for these types of mineralization. What we've got to find is something that's obviously economic. And uh, early days yet, but uh, pretty exciting days. It's good. Uh,
0: the thing that fascinates me about that lithium space is uh, you take something like Pioneer Dome, which I think is – um, quote-unquote, only 12 million tonnes. But uh, now that the company behind that is now the subject of a uh, $120, $130 million takeover bid, so.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting space, as you say. Um, obviously, uh, it's like going back to Kalgoorlie in 1893 when uh, Paddy Hannon and his crew, you know, stumbled over some outcropping gold nuggets where the current um mm. is. Uh, that's how they discovered, you know, the golden mile and uh, the rest is history. Well, it re, it's repeating itself. People are tripping over pegmatites outcropping pegmatites, which have never been explored. They know there, there was these intrusions, you know, but the pegmatites were always regarded as waste. Uh, and all of a sudden now everyone's starting to look for, because they're easy to see, they're white, uh, where in the goldfields of Western Australia, you've got the soil cover, which is red, of course, red dust, um, as well as uh, basalts, etc., which is blue. So... They're very easy to pick up by drone surveys, um, and more importantly, they do come up when you do the the soil sampling of the overlaying uh, rocks. So at the moment, most of the pegmatites discovered in West Australia, whether it's Pilgrim Minerals or Lion Town or any of the bigger guys, all are No, no No-one's underground yet, or no-one's actually drilling deep. Uh, It's an interesting space to be in. It can come to
0: fruition uh, very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what's the, the forward program there? Uh, as I said, we're, we're doing drain surveys. I think
1: it was completed or will be completed in the next week or so. We're doing soil sampling that will take another month or so to complete all of our tenement package there. We'll collate all that information uh, and then report back to the market on the next steps. But that's all being done before the 30th of June this year.
0: Right. And the expectation being it will lead to priority drill targets.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, rock chip samples, maybe we need to take more rock chip samples uh, if the outcropping pegmatites justify that. Uh, if not, there'll be some drilling, certainly uh, in the back end of this year.
0: Okay. And the gold potential remains as a uh, potential focus future. Yeah, well, the Aussie gold price, over
1: $3,000 an ounce. <laughs> yeah, when we do our soil sampling, we work, you'll be also sampling for obviously gold. A lot of it's already been done historically, but um, we're going to zero in on some of the hotspots, if I can put it that way, uh, where we've got elevated gold um, soils. So um, yeah, it's a 2 pronged approach for our Buller Bulling project. Mm.
0: Uh, Given your long history in the industry, I was just wondering uh, a general question, I guess, $3,000 Aussie Gold, why isn't the gold sector alight?
1: Well, it's certainly consolidated uh, and it's gone up. I'm not sure why investors are, are hanging back, but uh, you would think with all the uncertainties in the world and the recent uh, wavering of some banks, obviously, in Europe and also in America, you would think that would be the spark. You know, gold mm-hmm. has always acted very, very well in uncertain times. We've seen a rise in uh, some of those gold miners. Uh, Northern Star, of course, 15 billion market cap, and most of the gold miners have gone up. They haven't gone silly, uh, but... Um, yeah, there could be another, uh, uh, I suppose, left field incident in the world where I think gold has the opportunity to really go north.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was a bit of a silly question because it is a light. We've got uh, Newmont bidding um, near on 30 billion Aussie dollars for uh, Newcrest, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they're upping their price, as I read in today's uh, paper. So, uh, yeah the um the larger gold miners are now honing in i think on these uh, large miners uh, in australia um and um the sector is good you know it's three thousand over 3000 australian dollar gold price uh, per ounce um it makes most of our operations if not all of our operations in australia very economic very profitable
0: I must admit, I must confess to uh, taking out some old gold, gold cufflinks the other day and weighing them. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I've got some old uh, uh, nuggets that I acquired while I was in Calgary. I've got them in my safe at home. I shouldn't probably be saying that. <laughs>
0: but,
1: uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I put them out and I weighed them and I was just trying to work out what uh, what valuation they are. But, uh, yeah, gold mm-hmm. is a great, uh, a great thing to have, isn't it? You know, I think everyone should have some. Uh, equity or some stocks in gold, uh, as well as physical gold if they can.
0: Now, if that's not enough, you've added a new one in Argentina in the central Andes, Protex Toro Malambo Tombo, is it? Fortunately uh, abbreviated to TMT. Uh, Apparently it sits in an unexplored gap between two uh, heavily mineralized belts where there's been some big discoveries. Just tell us uh, what TMT is all about. Yeah, well, certainly if I
1: take a step back, obviously after we listed and uh, we started exploring on our two projects that we listed on, uh, the company, we, uh, the directors and senior management sat down to have our annual strategy session about what's next for the company going forward. And uh, we determined that if we're going to be a significant player uh, in the copper-zinc space in the world and we uh, are going to make a difference uh, to the world as far as... uh, the clean energy space is concerned, then we need to be in the right terrain and we need to be in the right area that produces these type of minerals. I'm not saying Valara is, uh, is not going to produce, but it's not going to have the scale one would get in either Peru or Chile mm. uh, when you get these monsters of deposits. So uh, we then started looking around. So if I can give you a little bit of background, is that, you know, these giant metal, uh, Uh, deposits are usually occur occur in clusters, and they're usually along significant corridors. So 37% of the world's copper comes out of South America and Chile and Peru uh, along that uh, significant corridor. And some of these, as I said, are monster deposits, and they're finding more. The area that sits uh, in a corridor that the rocks, these very uh, mineralized belts actually go into uh, Argentina uh, and then go back into Chile again. So they, they, the, the borders move, but the mineralization doesn't. And for whatever reason, um, and it's probably political and it's probably economic, that uh, a lot of these uh, very significant uh, Andes rocks that host these significant large mineralization or porphyries, uh, mm-hmm. copper, gold, uh, have never been explored in Argentina on that side of the belt. So, we, uh, we started looking around and making inquiries uh, around there and said, why not Argentina? You know, same rocks, same geological structures, underexplored. And we we're fortunate enough uh, to, um, to uh, discuss this with Jason Ward. Jason Ward um, had uh, this project, TMT. Uh, he lives in Argentina. Jason, uh, for the people that uh, don't know, he actually discovered the, uh, the large deposit uh, in uh, in Ecuador, the Casabel, which is in gold gold. Yep. Uh, he was the geologist who discovered that. Was country manager and exploration manager for a long time there. He uh, he brought this project to us, and it really fitted the bill. Uh, so we're very very excited to uh, to have that project now within Galar Rocks. Uh, it has all the hallmarks of being uh, very much underexplored. A lot of these. Uh, uh, I suppose, indication of porphyries and large VMS deposits that sit along this corridor in the Andes uh, are on our properties, are on these properties. So we've had holes uh, drilled by previous explorers, 266 metres at about 0.8% zinc, uh, going about 1% uh, copper. Uh, included in that the 72 metres at 1% zinc and 140 metres at point. 0.8% zinc, uh, that's um, on the Toro project. Now the Toro project project is in the south of uh, the TMT project. So that's our main uh, area we're concentrating at the moment. But it's certainly uh, not the main price. The main price we're looking for is one of these big copper gold yeah. porphyries at either Malumbo or Tambo. And they're in the northern central northern part of this tenement package. Uh, so we're very excited not only to have a significant asset but also to have a significant exploration team. So Jason Ward and his team based in Argentina will be the exploration team. Uh, he's obviously got very, very good credentials and have been very successful yeah. in finding large porphyries around the world. Uh, and uh, we're, we're happy to have him on board. So I think we've got the assets. I think we've got the uh, the team uh, and um, unfortunately, we're heading into the winter months, so um, expiration on the ground will finish around about the middle of May, maybe the end of May, and restart on the ground uh, in about October, November this year. Uh, so during that uh, period uh, leading up to our the end of our first expiration season, we'd, we'd, we'll be taking rock chip samples. Uh, we're also doing drone surveys. A lot of these. Outcropping porphyries, these uh, um that you can actually see them from space. Uh, so um, you can get the uh, satellite imagery. You can do drone surveys to get a more precise uh, outline of these where they outcrop. And then, of course, the issue then is going in there, doing all your soil sampling, uh, geotech work, uh, and then drilling will follow. If they're very easy to see if they outcrop now. I know is the ones that don't outcrop. Obviously, you've got to use other geophysical techniques to see how deep they are below the current out, uh, below the current surface. So, yeah, we're, we're very, very excited. You know, there's uh, some of the rock chip samples are going 13% zinc and 2% copper. Uh, historical drilling there. And I, if I can say that the last exploration, physical exploration drilling that was done uh, was back in 2012 13. Uh, about 10 years ago now, um, and uh, they came up, that company came up with 24 metres at 2.4% zinc and 60 metres at 2.4% zinc. There's a number of large operations to the north and south of this package, uh, to the south, 10 kilometres south of the barrick Shengdong operation, Pasquale-Lama and uh, Valadero mines, uh, huge mines to the south. They're only 10 k south. And then to the north, we've got London uh, operations, about 40 k north of us, at a new $4 billion copper gold operation, which is a porphyry that they're mining there. So we're smack bang in the middle of some of the best uh, areas to find these large copper gold porphyries, and uh, we're pretty excited about it.
0: Mm, For sure. Well, there you go, folks. A very exciting addition to the company's portfolio in addition to uh, Ballara in uh, New South Wales and lithium over there near Coolgardie. So one to watch as the year unfolds. So with that, thanks for your time today, Neil. Uh, Best of luck with it all and we'll be watching with interest. Thanks,
1: very Much appreciated.
0: Cheers.